Hello, my name is Robert Cunningham. I am the pastor of preaching and vision at Tate's Creek Presbyterian Church in Lexington, Kentucky. Also a husband to an amazing wife and father to four amazing but crazy boys. And welcome to the first episode of Every Square Inch. Allow me to spend some time here in episode one explaining the uh, what and why of this podcast. What is it and why are we doing this? First, what is this? Uh, to use the more formal language, this is going to be a public theology podcast. Underneath the umbrella of theological studies, there are different disciplines. For example, there's um, biblical theology, which is the study of Scripture, Then you have systematic theology, which takes uh, scripture and organizes it into coherent doctrines. And one of the lesser known disciplines is this thing called public theology, which is the application of scripture, particularly as it pertains to the public square. What does the Bible and its worldview have to say about the public issues of our day? This is the work of public theology and this will be the emphasis of Every Square Inch. The title comes from a man named Abraham Kuyper. Kuyper was a uh, Reformed theologian who skillfully uh, articulated a holistic Christian worldview. In 1898, he delivered the Princeton Stone Lectures and argued that the lens of the Christian faith was not some marginalized private religious conviction that we hold, but was actually true and relevant to every area of public life. His famous quote in his inaugural address is this, There is not a square inch in the whole domain of human existence over which Christ, who is sovereign over all, does not cry, Mine. His simple contention is this, God is the rightful owner and ruler of all things. Psalm 24, 1, the earth is the Lord's and everything in it, the world and all who live in it. So God owns all things, God owns all people, and God has fully revealed, um, manifested himself in the person of Jesus of Nazareth. Jesus is God and therefore Jesus is sovereign over all things. Sovereign, when I say sovereign, I mean sovereign in the sense that a king is sovereign over his own domain. He sits on the throne and rules over it all. His decrees give it direction, his personality and ethos form its culture, and ultimately he is the glory of his domain. And this holistic view of sovereignty is what Kuiper has in mind when he says Christ is sovereign over every square inch. If God is sovereign over all his creation, and if Jesus is God, then what can you name that Jesus and the worldview that is formed by Jesus doesn't apply to? The answer is nothing. Not one square inch of the whole domain of existence does not belong to Jesus and does not have that definitive statement from Jesus that declares, this is mine. So the view of Christianity as simply a religion of saving souls is 
exceedingly deficient, as if Jesus is only sovereign over individual people rather than the totality of the cosmos, as if Jesus is applicable to private lives but not applicable to the public square. This is not how we are to view Christianity. Jesus does not merely care about getting people to heaven. He cares about bringing heaven to earth. His, he, he taught us to pray, thy kingdom come, thy will, the will of the king be done on earth, on every square inch of earth as it is in heaven. You see, the obvious dilemma of Jesus owning every square inch is that it sure doesn't look like every square inch belongs to Jesus? Does it look like Jesus is sovereign over the secularized West that denies God and any and all transcendent claims and increasingly views religion even as a threat? Does it look like Jesus is sovereign over the war-torn Middle East? Does it look like Jesus is sovereign over poverty-stricken Africa? Does it look like Jesus is sovereign over the uh, oncology ward of pediatric hospitals over corrupt businesses and, and politics, over mass shootings at our schools, over the vitriol on Twitter and the vanity on Instagram. This sure doesn't look like the domain of Jesus to me. When I read the Gospels and look at the world of Jesus, where disease and um, evil flee his presence, where the marginalized and outcasts the society are welcomed where righteousness and justice, humility, joy, peace are proclaimed, where love of God and neighbor are the foundational ethics, and ultimately where the final word is sacrificial love on the cross and triumphant hope in the resurrection. When I look at his world, and then I look at our world, I don't know about you, but I see a huge disconnect between the two. And the Bible recognizes this. That's, that's why its diagnosis of the world is that it is fallen. Every square inch is fallen from its original design and intention. Every square inch is, in a sense, in rebellion against its rightful king. And thus, every square inch needs redemption. Jesus, Jesus owns everything. It doesn't look like he owns everything. Thus, the great cosmic project is to regain everything for Jesus. So the Christian mission is much greater than the salvation of souls. It is quite literally the salvation of every square inch. Okay, now how? How is this done? There are many answers to that. First and foremost being the life of every follower of Jesus living as salt and light, as agents of his redemption within the little square inch of creation that God has entrusted to you, your, your home, your neighborhood, your community, where you work, your vocation, wherever he has you to be this agent of redemption. But another important answer that has been neglected is the role of public theology in our world the importance of lifting up the Christian worldview as a compelling option to our world. It assumes that a Jesus worldview remains applicable to every square inch, and I would contend right and true for every square inch. And so that's what this podcast is going to be. If you are into biblical theology, that is to say you love 
you just love yourself a good Bible study, this may not be what you're looking for in a podcast. If you're into systematic theology, that is to say you love just discussing the finer points of Calvinism over a cup of coffee. Actually, if it's if it's Calvinism, you're probably discussing it over uh, craft beer or something like that. Um, but if you're into systematics, this is not uh, this is probably not what you're looking for in a podcast. There are a lot of great theology podcasts. There are a lot of great Bible study podcasts. But if you're interested in the intersection of the Christian faith and public life, the engagement of culture with the Christian worldview. Uh, then this this is the podcast for you. I'm going to do my best to offer a charitable Christian critique and a winsome Christian argument regarding the issues of our time. And nothing will be off limits. After all, we're talking about every square inch here. So it could be my thoughts on a uh, random tweet that I read or a New York Times op-ed that everyone in our country is talking about. Uh, One episode, we may talk about politics. Another episode, we may talk about porn. Uh, We are literally going to look at every square inch through the lens of Jesus and his worldview. So that's what this is. Now, maybe the more important question is the why question. Why are we doing this? I would say first and foremost, I, I don't think that there are many of these podcasts out there. Like I said, there are a lot of Christian podcasts that are just uh, sermons or um, Bible study or theology talk, and there are a lot of good ones out there that I could recommend. But I don't see many podcasts like this. Um, so first, I just think there's a need for it. But beyond that, I would say I just have a personal reason for it, and it's just that this is a unique passion and uh, hopefully a gift of mine. If you're familiar with uh, Taste Creek Presbyterian Church, TCPC, and my uh, pastoral leadership, then you probably already know that about me. There are, there are some unconventional things that I do as a pastor. I For two years, I committed to writing uh, monthly op-eds for the Lexington Herald Leader. Um, currently, I'm a regular contributor to one of our state's most popular websites, Kentucky Sports Radio. If you're outside Kentucky, uh, then yes, a University of Kentucky sports website does happen to be one of the most culturally influential forces in our state, which alone could be a topic for one of these podcasts. Uh, But anyway, the founder of KSR, Matt Jones, is very interested in things outside of just sports. And and he offered me, uh, graciously offered me an invitation to write uh, a regular religious piece for KSR. So I'm already doing some of this. I'm I'm, uh, actually, uh, this week I'm writing a piece that compares uh, Nick Saban to Jesus. So, uh, yes, that will be interesting. Um, But this is something I'm already doing, I already enjoy doing, and I serve at a church that graciously allows me to be a public voice within our community. And then recently, um, in fact, our church has changed my job description to actually even allow for more of this, which is why I have time Uh, in my week now to do a podcast. But outside of the writing, I wanted a different outlet uh, to do this. I love to write. It's one of my favorite things to do. But but writing is the art of precision. Everything I write is carefully worded and goes through uh, the editing process so that when it is published, it is very precise. And I I think writing should be that. 
And even my preaching is that way. I uh, Some people just get up there with a few bullet points and can uh, kind of go off the cuff a little bit. I I preach from a manuscript, um, almost word for word. What's written on my paper is what I say. That's just the way I do it. It's, it's very precise. I, every sentence of my sermon uh, has been thought out throughout the week, and I'm very intentional with my words. Again, that that that's not for every preacher, but that's that's just the way. Um, that's just the way I like to preach. Um, so I guess you could say most of my communication is, is more precise, but on the rare occasion when I'm maybe teaching a lecture with no notes and a, and a whiteboard or doing kind of an off the cuff Q and A or being interviewed, um, on radio or TV, not only have I enjoyed those opportunities, but the feedback I've received is that people would enjoy hearing more of that. Um, more unscripted, less precise, almost verbal processing the thoughts that I have. I enjoy that. And I think I think the podcast format lends itself to that type of dialogue. It's a good medium uh, for, for, I guess you could say, random thoughts. Uh, so this is going to be my space to just share my thoughts on whatever topic I'm intrigued by. I guess you could say the place for me to ramble, though I'm, I'm not going to ramble. I, you know, sometimes it'll be, you know, just 15 minutes. I'm not going to, I can't see myself going over a half hour. Um, but I think it will satisfy for me, it'll be satisfying for me to get these thoughts that are incessantly running through my head. It, it is a curse. <laughs> Um, to get these thoughts out in the open. So even if nobody subscribes and nobody listens, at the very least, it will make me happy, and I like to be happy. Uh, But I would say the greater reason for this is that I want to renew the idea of the pastor as an important public thought leader. There was a time when the clergy played an important societal role. The pastoral voice meant something. Um, I'm currently working on a dissertation proposal that my, again, my new job description is going to allow me to do. And when it's submitted and approved, I'll, I'll do one of these podcasts and, and talk all about um, the topic and, and cause I think it's fascinating. Uh, but the person that I'm going to be, it's going to be a, a historical study and the person I'm going to be studying, he's one of the founding fathers um, existed an unknown founding father. You, you've, his name is Elias Boudinet. Uh, you probably have never heard of him, but um, which is why I, I want to study him. But he existed within a time when what the what the pastor had to say was deeply formative to uh, the cultural narrative and cultural thought. One could even argue that the entire revolution itself was born out of the pulpits of the colonies. Um, the people people listened to the clergy. It mattered what they said, and it formed how they went about life. Um, so, yeah, so there was a time that the pastor's voice on the issues of the day was incredibly formative. And I would even say, going back to a figure like Billy Graham, um, where presidents um, of both sides would want his opinion, would want his voice, um, would consult with him on issues they were facing. Um, now, those days are obviously no more 
um, for the most part. The, the clerical voice has been marginalized to the fringes of society if it's even allowed to exist there. When you talk about issues like sexuality and gun violence and opioid epidemic and climate change and whatever else the public is debating, nobody thinks we we should consult the culture's pastors. <laughs> that, that, that thought doesn't cross many people's minds. There was a time when that would have been one of the first opinions solicited, but nobody really considers the pastor as a serious thought leader in society anymore. Now, it's easy to blame that on the secularization of society. The world just doesn't care about religion anymore. But instead of blaming the world, I, I, th- I think we do, us in the, in the Christian tradition, we need to do a serious assessment of the pastoral voice in our day. And speaking, and speaking very candidly, I don't think it's very, very good. <laughs> it ain't pretty what's being said. There are, there are, there are some doing, there are some, uh, doing some great public work. And, but I would, I would say they are the exception by and large. When I see pastoral leaders in our country speak, to be honest with you, I just cringe. Uh, when I read their tweets, I cringe. Uh, so perhaps nobody wants to hear from us because we're not doing a good job of speaking. And so one of my personal passions is to renew the idea of the pastor as a thought leader by doing public theology really well. Uh, to speak thoughtfully, charitably, yes, critically in the, um, in the old school sense of critique, not um, combatively, but but critically about issues, winsomely, and most of all, lovingly. The highest ethic of the Christian worldview is love. So most of all, lovingly. And, and to do this in such a way that people listen because it's something worth listening to. And in so doing, I hope it will also, uh, for those of you listening who are Christians, I hope, I hope it will equip you, other Christians, to to do likewise, to speak well, to engage our culture well. So that's the what and why of this podcast. Uh, What is it? It is a public theology podcast on the issues of our day. Why are we doing this? Personally, selfish reasons. Um, It's just something I like to do, but but more so because I really want to uh, renew this idea of the pastor as a uh, public thought leader. As far as the details of the podcast, what I'm aiming for is uh, is a weekly content. I've got a block of my week now set aside to uh, to just speak on whatever issue has caught my attention that week. So uh, my goal is to have something uh, published weekly. Um, and those again, those those you can expect to be I don't know 20, 30 minutes. Uh, not too long. But then in in between these, I'm also lining up some interviews that I want to do with some really compelling uh, people uh, in, in all different areas. Uh, people that I think have interesting opinions and need to be heard. Um, and so I will I will engage them and, and and talk with them and have a dialogue that I think you'll find interesting. And those will be those will be a little bit longer and uh, not as regular, but I'm lining some of those up, and I'm really excited about about those. And then I guess there will be occasions where I just have a random thought that 
I just want to, I just want to share. Um, and so I'll do that. Uh, you know, the old, Hey guys, just want to jump on here real quick and share. Uh, just kidding. I will never, my one commitment to you is that I will never begin a podcast with, Hey guys, I just want to jump on here. Um, but I will have moments where I feel like, Hey, I got this thought. I want to record it and get it out there. So, a public theology podcast that speaks to every square inch. If this interests you, I want to encourage you to subscribe and share it with others that you think might enjoy. Uh, But for now, thanks again for listening, and I will see you next time.